0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, huddle up, huddle up. We're going to crank these engines up on one, on one. All right. Wait, he
1: what is it? Drivers, start your engines. <laughs> This is the finish line. i approached a great offensive linemen in the past, Larry Little,
0: Wayne Stevenson, Jim Langer, all Hall of Famers, and Richmond Webb
1: belongs in that same group. Here are your hosts, legendary Miami Dolphins left tackle Richmond Webb, Reason, and Mr. Ballgame. What is good, Fit Nation? What's good? It's your boy Reason, and we are back here for another one. It is Wednesday. You know what that means. We're here to greet you at the finish line. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, the legendary Richmond Webb, the Triple OG, on time when Richmond messages them, but not when I do Mr. <laughs> ballgame. Uh, I I had to bro Uh, (laughs) Gentlemen We feeling sassy We feeling good It's three wins in a row The quarterback comes back And all of a sudden Everything is back on track Gentlemen It's it's, it's a beautiful Like the intro says It's a beautiful day To be a Dolphin fan When we're winning Isn't it
2: Yes indeed Indeed Winning cures all even the, idiot, even, even the craziness of some of the idiots out there that still hating on this kid. Can't take our sign away, man. It is what it is, bro.
1: You can't dull the diamond that is to a tongue of a loa. Facts. Big facts. <laughs> <laughs> Richmond, how you feeling, brother?
0: Man, I'm just as happy as, as you guys are. Like you said, three in a row, you know, six and three. And, you know, we're one game out of first place. So... um, Love the Jets, took care of business with the Bills. You know, we're sitting right where we are. I mean, uh, the Jets have definitely played better than what I expected them to this year. But uh, it just shows you can't underestimate anybody. But, um, man, the way this offense is coming together and the way um, the efficiency of it, the the execution of it, um, not only, you know, Waddle and, and Tua and uh, Cheetah, the executive, the receiving pool. But the offensive line, I watched them, man. They've been playing pretty good the last couple of weeks. And it's just, it's kind of like what Ballgame said. He said about, you know, week six, everything would come together because we had so many different moving pieces and stuff, but it's coming together. We just got to get the defense back on track. And that's when it's really going to get scary. But, um, Hey, the offense got their back. They've had the, – the the defense had our back the last couple of years, so we're just paying back a little deal, but I think it's going to come together a bit. Man, like you said, it's a good time to be a Dolphin. I'm excited and looking forward to the next one.
1: Mm. Yeah. How you I feeling, ball game? It's...
2: Well, you know, um, I like to be right. I don't really care oftentimes to gloat about it, but for the most part I think we're right where we um, – Wanted it to be, you know, maybe one or two games that we lost, we probably shouldn't have lost, but you know, nevertheless, that's football is football, man. You lose players sometimes, and injuries take guys from you. But for the most part, um, I've seen some monumental growth up front from the offensive line. See these guys out there really um, setting out to ensure that the passes that two are throwing that they're actually catching them. I see a lot of hands catching, not body catching. You know what I mean? Guys are being Complete professionals, the Jekyll and Hyde approach that the defense has kind of has me a concern to some degree. But for the most part, man, I'm happy where we are. You know, it's okay when you have an offense that's clicking along, like guys that come through and, you know, and, and save the game for you or put the game away or put it in a position where um, we have a chance to win every week. And, you know, and for the most part, the defense did go out there and have to stop them on the last drive. So at least for one drive of last game, they did actually went out and did their job. And then we, we you know, we ended with the ball uh, in our hands. We could go out there and take the knee. So, you know, um, it was it was not the way we predicted it. I didn't think the Bears would put up 32 points on us. But, you know, any given Sunday, you got to be prepared for people to step up and um, be willing to give you their best shot. And hats off to the Bears for doing that. But, We came out victorious on the other end, so it's always a pleasure and happy to be able to report that back and talk about it. So,
1: Well, I mean, let's look at it this way. Um, We didn't expect we would see a battle of, like, the league's future quarterbacks here, you know what I mean, with Tua Tongvaloa and Justin Fields having the game he had. Justin Fields, I mean, the guy rushed for 178 yards on 15 carries and a touchdown. Add in the fact he passed 17-28 for 123. You know, the guy put up 123 yards in the air, but still managed over 300 all-purpose yards. Tua Tonga-Baloa threw for 302, the most of any quarterback against that fifth-best league-wide pass defense that the Bears had coming into that game. Lit him up pretty easily. Um, Now, had some struggles on some reps, on some, you know, potential game ceiling drive third down throws, the smite throw and the Waddle in particular, you know, the Waddle throw coming. So he just wasn't driving through the football, relying too much on touch. The smite throw was mm-hmm. a clear miscommunication because they talked about it after the game and such. Right. So, you know, it ended up being kind of like, you know, heading into that, if you would have asked us, we would have seen probably the best quarterback duel of this season. thus far. Richmond. Would you have believe me if I would have said Justin Fields and Tua Tungvaloa after nine weeks of football would have been the best quarterback matchup this season? Because it pretty it was, you know, borderlining historic here. I mean, let's be honest, okay? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Justin Fields set the ru- single-game rushing record, right, for a quarterback? Yes. yes. Okay. Tua Tungvaloa did the first thing that a man you played with, Richmond, the best natural thrower of the football ever. Dan Marino never did. First Dolphin quarterback to ever have consecutive games of 300 plus passing yards, three touchdowns, and zero interceptions. And, you know, it's not like Marino never faced two three, four bad teams in a row, given all the schedules he played from the eighties through to the nineties. I mean, he was afforded the same opportunities. That's just how NFL schedules work and he never could do it. I mean, we saw pretty much a historic matchup, Richmond and color me shocked. I mean, it was great for viewing, but color me shocked.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I think the thing you look at is it was, it was two young quarterbacks and they both brought the A game. Mm. Um, like you said, I didn't expect. But I expected a bad,
1: it from Tua Richmond. I didn't yeah, expect yeah, it from. Yeah. No, I didn't either. I mean, you know, if it
0: was, I I think people would expect more. Like if it was the Charges and the Dolphins, yeah, with, you exactly. Yeah, that, 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 uh, but man, hats off to to Chicago. I mean, I don't know if it's game. It just shows when you got a dual threat quarterback. If you let him break through containment or whatever, don't have a guy spying on him and. Um, I, we I did. <laughs> we went from one set to
1: two spot sets, and we couldn't contain the guy. The way he hits and, the
0: edge, Richmond. The yeah, guy gets and, to the
1: edge like Lamar Jackson. He's there in the blink of an eye.
0: Well, he, he's got to be pretty fast because I was watching the game, and one of the announcers or something said he was clocked at 21 miles an hour, I guess. Yeah, a he week or so I believe ago. it. So that's yeah. – that's rolling. So, yeah, that's rolling. So <laughs> we, we, You know what?
2: We, we didn't do ourselves any favors, though. Defensively, we didn't play it right. You know what I mean? Anytime you yeah. got a guy that's that mobile, you got to be a little more disciplined we? up front. Well, but I mean, yeah. I, cause, well, because I, look I, I at saw. how we
1: contained Lamar last year. We contained him with a lot of cover zero, hmm. right? And we played a lot of man. We don't have the personnel. To play, how we contain? I mean, we went to a lot of five, six DB packages, the ruby diamond stuff against Lamar last year. We can't because of all our injuries, we can't play them the same way those mobile quarterbacks, the same way we could play Lamar in primetime last year.
2: I get that, but the one, the number one rule for um, playing a mobile quarterback is that you gotta hold your water. They should. They we, we there were a lot of instances where our guys instead of going just butt deep, that's taking two steps up the field. And then playing the playing the outside shoulder of the corner I mean of the tackle or whoever was blocking him at that point, we was four or five steps deep. And by that point, you gave him you giving him an out because now he's got blockers in front of him to part the seat for you. Mm-hmm. If we'd have just held our water and you know what I'm saying and went butt deep, we'd have had a better yeah. chance of containing him. We didn't do it. We weren't disciplined enough up front. And that's what killed us. You know, it's yeah. I don't think it was a matter of I mean, I, I do agree that we did it a lot differently previously with Lamar, but in this instance, I kept going back watching over and over again. We had no discipline up front on the read option whatsoever. And we always went to which which was amazing to me that we were always going to the running back. Like the running back was not the biggest threat. But if I had to if you had to tell me as a defense coordinator who you're gonna shut down on the read option, I'm taking quarterback every time. Oh I agree.
1: Take- the problem is Khalil Herbert was averaging almost six yards of carry heading into this game. That's why they yeah. respected him, right? Like it it it. wasn't something you could have shook the, the, and, and the, you know, we get deep because we got such gifted pass rushers. You know what I mean? They're so explosive off the line. I mean, and that's what they do. And and, I mean, really, that was how we beat Lamar last year, right? We just kept him continuously under pressure. And -hmm. then when we tried to contain, we had like six DB packages. And so we got guys that could move with him. Laterally, right? right, and we got so many injuries. Like, I, I really, I was talking with someone, and it's it, it's really a big ripple effect of the Brandon Jones injury, right? And you know, if, if Brandon Jones wasn't injured and Byron Jones was playing, we, it doesn't matter who went trill and all these guys went down. We could
2: right, we, you still we, be able to play a lot differently on the back yeah. end to be able to, yeah, yeah. get after, you know
1: because uh, we would get because we would get caught con- we're not getting the contributions in the run game from the from the third level like we like we do when all our guys are healthy too right right so um I mean look at road is probably what the best defender on Sunday
2: yeah
1: right and I mean that wasn't saying overly much um yeah but just to see Justin fields go off that way you I think know,
2: it's you no, know, for, for me, although I was upset about the defensive performance. I really looked at what those two quarterbacks, these two young quarterbacks went out there and did, man, and you gotta really yes, exactly. The league is in really good hands going forward when you got guys can go out there and leave it on the field like that and put up those type of performances. You know? So the Bears mm-hmm. just have to do a better job of surrounding fields with um some elite talent and then whew, man. <laughs> Sky might be the limit, you know. You never know because
1: so the guy we, doesn't
2: like for athleticism. That's for sure.
1: We talked about it last week, boys. Um, that road defense. Um, yeah. I mean it, it. It 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 was struggling. Um, once again, I mean, any way you cut it, they just find a way. <laughs> To put our offense in shootouts, and I mean this is back to back games where Tua And the offense has really had to carry us for the majority of the game. Um now we've kind of given our opinions on why it went the way it did with Justin Fields, but at the same time, this is a recurring theme, whether it's on the ground or in the air on the road. Um, what are your I mean, and we talked about it, right? Yeah, we were warning people about. The Jekyll and Hyde defense that we were on the road compared to home. Now, I mean, what were your overall thoughts on the defensive performance? Now, I know ball game. You said you were disappointed um, about it. Can you go further in depth?
2: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm disappointed because one, um, there's supposed to be a progression, always a positive, <laughs> upward progression of um, your defense in terms of what they're able to, what they're capable of being able to execute week in mm-hmm. and week out. And then when you go through these spells where these guys are clearly looking as if they had no idea or they didn't look at any film or they don't really know what it is that boy is calling, then it starts to put in, you know, put in the back of your mind like what are they really doing? Is this guy really the guy that needs to be leading this group? And are these guys really committed to the process of supporting now the offense? Because, you know, The defense was for the longest time the backbone of this whole team. You know what I mean? There was one that's carrying the squad. And I think from a technique standpoint, there's so many things that jump out to me when I'm watching them out there. It's like, how are they not fixing this? And these are little things that can be assessed on the sideline to change in game. But I just don't know if, well, the boy is back up in the box or they don't have the guys down on the sideline that are looking at these things on the tablet saying to themselves, okay, how do we fix this right now so it doesn't so that we don't have to continue to get you know, continue getting bludgeoned by this? But I, I don't the same way last year we said we didn't see any adjustments from the offense. I don't see any defensive adjustments either. You know, um, the previous game, they came out at the halftime and then they shut the team out, but it went down to a shootout this one. Yeah. So, and going forward, the te- the competition doesn't get worse. It starts to get better towards the back end. So, my, my thing is are we what? Are we really looking at what we're putting out there as a product? And maybe he needs to scale back some things and get back to the basics. Because at this point right now, we might be getting a little too cute.
0: Mm-hmm. And if
2: he is getting cute, then he needs to mm-hmm. he, he needs to really just take the cuteness out of it and just play ugly football. That means just grind it out, grunt. You know what I'm saying? Go back to the basics, get in the gaps. Because these guys don't seem to be able to do any other other um, extensive things that they you know they they. Was slated as being able to do it at this level because when I kept
1: telling, level. they kept telling me that Tua and the offense was holding this elite defense, championship defense back, bro. Yeah, that That's what they the kept tell- right now. let me let me tell you this. Let me tell you, can I listen to this on the road? Because we remember we updated these stats last time we talked about this, right? Yeah, here's here's now after this weekend on the road, they allow 33.6 points per game, <laughs> at home, they allow 15.
2: Yeah, that's half for real, bro. Rushing like... the
1: football, they allow 138.2 yards per game on the road. At home, they allow 91 and a half. Passing the football, they allow 256 on um, the road. They allow 261 at home. Like, and the crazy thing is, you know how we keep talking about turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. They average just under two turnovers a game at home. On the road, they're averaging zero turnovers a game.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm it's, it's the, the crazy thing. And I was just talking about my talking about this to my sons. I said these guys actually go out there and they look as if the night before the game they're just going out and just hanging out, like they, you know what I mean? Like they, let's let's hit the town, guys, and you know what I'm saying. And then because you can't tell not one player show up but Eric Robo bro. Consistently the whole game, like everybody. Misalignments, misassignments, you know what I'm saying? They're out there slow to bro, what slow are they doing react.
1: in Detroit, bro? Oh, uh, you, you know, they, they going premium,
2: eight mile, yeah. Some premium strip clubs up there, you know. What I'm
1: this guy, Alex, allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> this guy, look at Richard's face. All right, all right, Mr. Innocent lived on it's the road. The, Let me know it's what's the good, motor, it's called, it's
2: called, Hey, It's called the Motor City for a reason.
1: Yeah, bro. It's like Ford. No, your motorboat. I got you. <laughs> this guy. This guy. Who would have thought it's- ball game would bring this show down to these levels, huh? Um, it, yeah, it's Attaboy. just frustrating,
2: bro. Cause you know what I'm saying? This group is too talented. Even even with the I mean, even, even with Byron sitting, um standing yeah. on the sidelines, you know what I'm saying? Probably able to play. You know what I mean? Um and- the linebacking
1: core, bro. Like you saw like they brought in Tyndall as a spy, he whiffed on a tackle. Yeah. I talked about it when it happened. I saw it going around Twitter today. Um, you know, we, we there was you know Phillips had missed on a tackle. We we again. I mean, we had chances to stop Justin Fields on a few of his runs because um, he converted third down with his legs a few a few times. Several times. Um, you know what I mean, um, Richmond? What do you make of this? What's your explanation of? You know of the defense, yeah the de- the Jekyll and High defense. I know we've already talked about this, but yeah. it's clearly got to be talked about again because I mean, <laughs> like that was not pretty at times. Well, I,
0: I think uh, ball game brought up some some good points, and uh, I, I think. Eh? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know nothing about 8 Mile except Eminem did the movie there, but um, I don't know about that. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, one of the things, uh, like, um, and, and I kind of thought about when he said, um, with Justin Fields, he was the more dangerous threat. And I can remember we would play certain teams when I was in college, and it was an option. It wasn't, it wasn't, um, uh, rpos or whatever but certain people had the quarterback and certain people had the pitch man whatever but you had to be disciplined no matter what and i think i think that's part of it i think when they were rushing the passer i think you know like phillips and those guys they they don't probably have the sacks that they were probably projecting to have because he was you know projected to have this blow up year Not i say he's not playing bad but he's not stat wise. You look at him and say, well, he should probably have more sacks at this point in the season. So you got those guys pressing and then like the interior guys, at times I was watching the game. They would not stay in their pass rush lanes. Like I said, if they get too deep and, and it's a big wide hole open up, you know, fields Take were it. hit it and, yeah. and that there. And then you got, you got injuries. That's definitely playing a part in it. And then, um, I think they're. I think they just pressing too hard rather than just saying, Relax. "Let's just play the defense and just yeah. stop worrying about the stop worrying about the statistics and just go play." Kind of like what the offense is doing. Uh, Waddle and Tua. I mean, Waddle, Tua, and and Cheetah. We got the two. You know, they're leading the league as far as you know catches or, or receiving yards production. This and that bit. I don't think they're pressing. I think they just go run their routes and just catch the ball, and they, they don't worry about. Oh, you had two hundred yards, and I only had sixty six. It's just they, 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 in sync, and I think they're just a little bit out of sync. And I think they're pressing, and once they just say, "Hey, man, let's just go out here, have fun, play football, be disciplined," I think it's going. I think it's going to come around. The good thing is they are playing better at home, but we definitely need to play better on the road because you got to. Get in preparation that even though we're playing well and we expect this to be a playoff team, barring injury, you got to be able to play well on the road, um, just like you do at home, because whatever, you know, that's when the season starts. Each game is you win or go home, but you only got one shot. And if you don't take advantage of it, you'll be right back at home, whether you're at home or on the road. So um, we got to get it cleaned up.
2: What did am say? You, know you got to lose yourself in the moment if you want it. Here we go. Uh-oh. Right? You only get one shot. I heard that.
0: Playoffs is only one shot. You
2: know what I'm saying?
1: Uh-oh. The winner oh, go home. <laughs> <laughs> this show's off the rails already. <laughs> <laughs> got a ballgame quoting Eminem and everything my life thought. I'll be sitting here. All right. I got to ask the question. We've talked about the MVP. But right now is Tua of the best quarterback in the NFL? And I got some stuff to talk about in regards to that. Now, you look at right now. Um, if you look at expected points added, um, if you if you look at you know leaders across the league, the Dolphins are number one when they have two on the field. They're at point one eight. The Chiefs are number two at 0.17. When the Dolphins don't have Tua on the field, they're actually ranked 33rd. They're minus 0.11. Um, a remarkable stat, too. I'm gonna explain. Um, football Outsiders, everyone knows they the big time analytics, and they created an analytic DVOA. We've talked about it on Inside the NFL before, but just for people who don't know what it is, it's a method of evaluating teams, units, or players. It takes every single play during the NFL season and compares each one to a league average baseline based on situation. DVOA measures not just yardage, but yardage towards a first down. Five yards on third and fourth are worth more than five yards on first and ten, and much more than five yards on third and twelve. Red zone plays are worth more than other plays. Performance is also adjusted for the quality of the opponent. DVOA is a percentage. So a team with a DVOA of 10% is 10% better than the average team. And a quarterback with a DVA of minus 20% is 20% worse than the average quarterback. Because DVOA measures scoring defenses are better when they are negative. All right. So anyways, quarterbacks. All right. Here's a remarkable stat. Quarterbacks with DVA, DVOA passing of over 50%. Minimum of 200 passes in their in a season, okay? okay? Manning in 2004, 58.9. Brady in 2007, 54.1. Marino in 84, 53%. Manning in 2006, 51.3%. Tua Tungvaloa in 2022, 51%. He has the fifth highest DVOA ever by a quarterback in a season. Let's go even further than this, because I made the case yesterday that he's the most valuable player, uh, you know, to any team out there. Um, You know, you look at it, the Chiefs have won with Chad Henney, right? Someone pointed out, you know, the Bills laid a whooping on us with Matt Barkley in a second half a couple years ago. You know, you look at a lot of these teams with good quarterbacks. They've won when that good quarterback leaves us. When you look at Forrest's record and you look at what we did this year, we just can't win without Tua, right? Like Tua is, is overly valuable to this team. And, you know, when you start looking at it, I mean, right now, on 20-yard throws, he's got the second-best passing grade. He's got the best overall offensive grade of any quarterback in the NFL. He has the best passer grade of any quarterback in the NFL. Um, you know, he's he he's just, he, you know, he's you look at everyone told us Tyreek was going to take a step back because he didn't have Mahomes. Now Tyreek's looking like he's going to rewrite the history books. And you look at two of his games and the six games he started and finished this year, he has a 70.8 completion percentage. Um, he's averaging 311.7 passing yards per game, which is ridiculous. He's at uh, 15 touchdowns, two interceptions, 9.3 yards per attempt, and a 120.3 passer rating. Right now, overall, even with missing you know, almost three games, he ranks first in passer rating, first in yards per attempt, first in pass touchdowns. He's third in winning percentage. He's third in completion percentage, and he's third in pass-to-touchdown ratio, 15 to 3. I mean it's 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 just a different level and I mean look at the last two weeks like it's just he's taking it to another level boys and you know I've been showing the sh- charts when you put at EPA per play um and and over completion percentage over expected to a tongue of aloha is the most efficient quarterback in the NFL when you start breaking down the analytics of, the, of those charts by like a mile. Like, it's not even close. I've showed them every week. Right now, is Tua Tungvaloa the best quarterback in the NFL? Is he – like, and listen, we all know how it goes. Just because you're the best this year doesn't mean you're going to be the best next year, okay? Right, Right? Tom Brady ain't the best every year. But in 2022, is Tua Tungvaloa the best quarterback in the NFL? Richmond, let me know. What do you think, bro? Uh,
0: I think he's having a – I think he's having a hell of a year. He's definitely one of the top quarterbacks um, in the league right now. I mean, I think it's definitely, if you look at, and, and that's what a lot of people are looking at, comparing him to last year versus this year, it's, it's not even close. And But we all knew that certain things had to happen. And it, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. If you don't surround him with playmakers, if you don't surround him with a defensive I mean, it's a, a decent offensive line or whatever. Um, you're never going to really see that guy's true potential. But um, I think we all knew it. We talked about it on this show. You know, we've gotten a lot of slack. And I know Reason, you've been one of his biggest defenders and uh, ball game to definitely call anybody out and uh, this and that. But, I mean, the stats and stuff is good for me. But when I see what I see on the field – I, you know, we always have a, a thing as players is the film, no line. And when you watch film on this kid and see how he goes through it, and, um, I mean, he goes through it, his progressions, it doesn't take him long to go through it, hit the receiver. I mean, it happens so fast. I was looking at the the all-22s and some of the boots and stuff. Sometimes it's like a naked boot. Mm-hmm. And before the, the, the defensive end can recognize that it's nobody blocking him, by the time he recognizes the ball, ball is already out. Out, it's, it's yep. just, just – when you see that, it's, it's, it's he He's almost got like a – you know how you buy a new computer and they be talking about the processing speed? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. The RAM. And all the, it's, it's so much Richman, faster. Richman, is it,
1: is it clear for you that the lights went on and the game slowed down for him right now?
0: I think it's the offense. I think the offensive system we're running now, it fits him. I mean, some of the stuff we was doing, I don't – and that's why I say when you're a good offensive coordinator, defense coordinator, you look at the player, you look at his skill set, you look at his strengths, this and that, and you design it to where you can get the maximum production out of that player. And I can remember when Coach McDaniel took the job, there was a video where he called to it and he said, I expect you to do great things, but you're going to have to work. This kid's never had a, a, a situation where they've had to push him to work or they said he's lazy, this and that. So mm-hmm. I knew he was going to get the results, but it's just like if you took Tua and tried to get him to run uh, Lamar Jackson's offense, it wouldn't work out good. But vice versa, you took yeah, Lamar. It's not Madden. It's not. It's, so, it's, it's, not, <laughs> it's yeah. not so but, Um He's definitely in the conversation. I know we about halfway, but if you looked at halfway, he'd probably be uh MVP of the league. I mean, yeah. he's he's knocking on, he's in top two or three right now. I mean, he's he is balling all out.
1: I think it's him, hurts or Allen. Um, yeah, yep. ball game, yes, sir. You know, while everyone was saying, Hey, I want to see Michon Payne, his next two breeds, I was telling everyone, No, I want to see him under Kyle Shan's hands offense. Like, do you think? He's the best quarterback in the NFL right now in terms of play this year. And, I mean, you know I've been preaching he's the best third-down quarterback in the NFL. Did you know he has the highest third-down passer rating since they began tracking passer rating um, in, since 1991? I mean, this guy has a passer rating of 147 on third down, and 6.9% of Tua's attempts have resulted in a touchdown this year ball game it's ridiculous
2: it's um for me man you know when you go back through and think about what he had to endure to get to this point right we never really gave up hope that he would get an opportunity to be able Mm -hmm. to flirt i mean to showcase his talent and that the team would hopefully put pieces in place to be able to support the thing that he does well you know what i'm saying with his elite accuracy and his processing and things of that nature the fact for me at this point now that he's where he is is not surprising to me. I'm just glad that everybody is now taking the opportunity to sit back and 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 truly watch what's happening. And for me, yeah, when you look at the body of work that he's putting in and you know, in regards to his counterparts that are on other teams, it's not even close. So yeah, for me right now he is he he is the number one guy. Um I don't think there's another player out there now with more value to their team in regards to we lost three games without him, but we we won six with him. You feel know I me? Mean? He started and finished. He's six and zero. You feel me? And that in itself tells you the value of the player to the organization and to the guys, because you couldn't get the other quarterbacks on the roster couldn't get this type of success going with um, the same players that we had. But you flip Tour back in, he comes back, and they don't miss a beat. So, um, and I'm not surprised. You know, what I mean, yeah. I'm actually elated. That we actually sit now with an opportunity to be able to look at, you know, look look around and tell people like, you know what, I I I'll be the first to say it. I was a nice, you know, I was like, I don't want a quarterback, right? I go back to this, but I went back and did my research, studied him up, looked at him, and I said, you know what, I see what they see, I see what y'all saw, and I jumped on board because I said, you know what, if nothing else, I know how important the quarterback position is to have one. With the guy coming out of college who had the elite skill sets that he already possessed, if they give him the time and they don't rush him through the process, this guy will be able to do it at the next level as long as they surround the talent, put the talent around him. Because no quarterback, I don't care what now who it is, no quarterback has been successful in the NFL without really good supporting cast. You feel Mm -hmm. me? You can't you can't take a quality. I mean, and people will say, "Well, Tom Brady did it," but no. When you look at what he did in New England, those guys that he had that he was throwing the ball to were all exceptional route runners. They were all over the top meticulous in their craft of being able to get in and. And he out didn't of start break.
1: putting up he didn't start putting up gaudy numbers until after he played with until Moss.
2: Exactly, exactly. So and then they changed that def- that offense where Moss was completely different than the one that he did when he yeah. only had Welker and um and Gronk. You see yeah. what I'm saying? So. I, I It just blew me away that people would want to go back and say, "Oh, well, it's because of Tyreek and this, that, and the other." I always say it: quarterbacks, wide receivers, and quarterbacks—they depend on each other. But at the same time, if the if the if the if the player that the quarterback is throwing to is subpar, you can't you can only shine up you can shine up a turd, but it's still a turd. Yeah. You
1: know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> at the end of the day, you're not gonna get a diamond, t- and they got him diamonds. So, and now you're seeing we got diamonds, and Tyreek's always. But hold on, remember.
1: Well, what did we say? We said if you give this team, if you give him a line, you give him weapons and a competent staff, you're gonna see something because of how he flashed when he didn't have anything. Ball game. Exactly. And we were, we kept though, that you're making excuses for him. Those are excuses, and we kept telling people, no, that's the context of the situation. Watch, that's but what those, the film tells you.
2: Yeah. And people, and people tells-
1: dug in, and now all quiet on the western front, like it's the 40s, bro.
2: Yeah, no, but they ain't really quiet. They, they quiet, but they, but they, but they're silent. They're s- slowly out here saying, "Oh yeah, he's to my slip quarterback." No, oh they yeah, to he's slip uh, up.
1: Yeah. No, no, some of those guys looking for him to slip up because the audacity of them ball game. These people who tried to tell this fan base that he was never going to be anything, he was a bust. Mm. Now they, the audacity. Oh, I expect 300 or more yards against the Bears and the Lions. I expect <laughs> him to do this against the audacity, bro. The audacity. Yeah. And they still don't want to give him his flowers, man. It's ridiculous, man. It's okay. It's ridiculous. Okay. You know, Y'all, just, just because of, Y'all me, can celebrate the Super Bowl in the corner of the room while yeah. we all, you know, don't get party. To to
2: the, yeah, they don't get to come to the center. You know what I mean? You stand off in the corner. We'll we'll allow you in just because we ain't going to be haters. But at
1: the same time, we see you over there. Yeah, you stand over there. And And we got to pay for the party favors somehow. Yeah,
0: (laughs) And and the good thing about it is, is too, it keeps, (laughs) keeps receipts, too. Cause I remember that little dig he did at the uh, huh. the media was that last week when he said, "Oh, I, I threw a pretty good deep ball or something." Just,
1: and I know how loud yeah. these this YouTube these YouTube voices can be in the community, and I know they know about us. Mm. All I'm gonna say is, you know, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, that I played the right one on this. All right, that's all yeah. I gotta say. Because I'm good, baby. I'm good. Not building. <laughs> They're like, oh, reason. The man who's okay, cool. We good. Yeah, so um, we good on this side. Me ball game in Richmond. Walk in that building with our chest bumped out.
2: Yes, sir. Um,
1: all right, so I want one thing I didn't want to talk about is all the narratives he's killed, guys. We're gonna stick with two of this. Is a let's take some victory laps. Yeah, um, let's do it. And with the narratives, you know, bro, it's uh, almost Christmas. So I got my Jolly Saint Nick on, made a list. <laughs> I checked it twice.
2: So Who I made a Cole list of the get... stocking. Who gets uh, called yeah,
1: yeah, a lot of people? <laughs> hey? Cole with Tua's face slapped on it. All right. Remember the narratives, guys? Let's go about the narratives. Let's go over the list of narratives that Tua's killed already nine weeks into the season. The narrative that Flores didn't hold them back. Do you guys notice that a lot of people that hate on Tua? Are still Flores' are Flores' supporters, and they still cling to, oh Flores wasn't the problem. Flores wasn't the problem, and now you look at the offense, you look at where we have gone. Uh, yeah, Flores was clearly yeah. the problem. Problem. Um, like we said, lack of weapons and protection were excuses, not context. He murdered that. Yeah. Um, you know, doing things that Marino never did as a passer when they tried to tell y'all he was a bust never will ball versus good defenses and yet we just saw what he did to the number 5 overall pass defense. We kept being told that he was going to be detrimental for Tyreek and hold his career back. Tyreek's on pace to rewrite yeah, the receiving record ever. books. Yeah. Um the other one too, remember, we were told he's holding this defense back from a championship and he could never carry us to a win or win a shootout.
2: Done it quite often this year so far, so that's. I mean,
1: window. <laughs> this is just this is you know, and we we still like you look at all the narratives that this kid's already starting to kill and put to rest. And I said this to someone yesterday, and I think I said it on air. There's only so far you can move the goalposts till you run out of field.
2: Said that last night.
1: <laughs> yeah, so you know that one's that one's coming. But I wanted to talk about one specifically because I did notice the thing. Am I wrong? Have you guys noticed that, that a lot of the Tua haters in the in this community are, you know, they're Flores supporters and they don't want to admit that, hey, Flores wasn't the guy. Right. They got it wrong. I know it's hard to admit, but I called him going into last season. I said he was a glorified defensive coordinator. Um, And you look at where our offense is, gentlemen, you know, especially with how our defense is this year and the injuries were racked up. Thank God we made the move to McDaniel, no? Yeah. Like, because, I mean, what would we be doing offensively right now? This would not be. We would have lost to the Bears.
2: Wasting his career.
1: We would have lost to the Bears. Mm. Tell me we wouldn't have lost to the Bears. Um, all right. Now, continuing on. We talked about Justin Fields. He had a career day. Reset the rushing record for quarterback in a single game. Ball game. Mm-hmm. Defensive side of the football. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, should we be worried?
2: Uh, Yeah, always, because those are very, those are two very talented running backs, and those guys are violent as hell and extremely physical. And um, if we show up with this lackluster effort of uh, physicality that we've shown in the last couple of weeks, yeah, they're going to run right through us. You know what I mean? And that sets up them to be able to do a lot more things you know what I'm saying? From their past, you know, for the play action game, which mm-hmm. doesn't bode well for us. You know, if we the goal should be neutralize the run so that it forces Jacoby to do things off, you know, what I'm saying that he's not gonna be necessarily accustomed to doing. Uh yeah, you gotta stop the run against these guys because everything with them starts with those two guys. They've I'm rushed
1: they've rushed for eleven hundred and forty six yards between the two of them. Um eight hundred and forty one of those are Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb right now is averaging five point six yards a carry. Yeah, he's he, he's Hunt's a load, bro. Yeah, he, he is, is. He
2: is a load to, to to take on in any hole. You know what I mean? That we got to be gap sound up front. Bro, yours has 10 definitely got to... ball game. Yeah, it's crazy, bro.
1: Like, <laughs> he's this guy's on pace for like seventeen hundred yards.
2: They said, said, and twenty touchdowns. I said wow. Derek who. Cause I, I, me personally,
1: Chubb's been my I guy. I think he Chubb's, did. yeah, I he think did. Chubb's the
2: number yeah. one back in the league. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. He's just been
1: hurt and missed time over the past couple of years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, he he's just he's just such a stud. You know what I mean? This, but really, other will, than that, I mean, what would be really the game. No,
2: nothing. But this would be the game. You know, and and the, but then again, we're talking about a group that, really and truthfully, are juggling high, bro. But they could go out. And take care of business against these guys, and show the league that we can be physical, and you know, and win a physical game because, I mean, it's 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 gonna be a dirty game, and that's the game that the Browns want to play. That's the way they beat the Bengals. They they beat the brakes off the Bengals by roughing them up. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So they they don't want nothing more than to be able to possibly try to come out and emulate the same game plan against us. You know, get their hands on the receivers, but I don't think I don't think defensively. Our offense against their defense doesn't worry me as much it's it's their offense and that ground attack against our defense because we haven't done a really good job of freaking handling it up front. Let me ask you this,
1: Paul. Let me ask you this. Are you not so much as – because this is the thing. The the one relief I find with Nick Chubb and – Kareem Hunt is there more gap interior runners and we've been pretty steady and stable on the interior. It's when you can get to the outside of us that it's a problem. That's right. why I'm worried about a team like San Fran because of that outside zone getting to the edge quick. Are you are you not as worried? Like you're still worried, but are you like, okay, on a scale of 10, you're not like a nine or ten no because they're interior runners, right?
2: Right. Right. I'm the thing for me is that. They pound, they pound, yeah, they pound, yeah. they pound, and then they break one. You feel me?
0: Yeah.
2: the goal is to wear you down, right? Whereas in we need to be a, a, a lot more formidable up front and ensure that they, they, you know, set the tone early and often to get them discouraged about trying to keep running those guys up inside. You know, that's, that's yeah. the thing for me. And we just got to take it away. You know, they got to play sound up front and –
1: And the scary thing about a good run game like that is that's really the best way to neutralize our offense. That's the only way is keep us off the field, field. run the ball down our throat, control the clock. And then, you know, we're pretty much, you know, that's, I mean, Hey, that's how the bills got 93 plays and kept us limited. Right. Yeah. So they still lost, but you know, um, Richmond, I'm going to yes, ask sir. you this. This is your time to shine. The spotlight is on you. Oh, You face so many good edge rushers, so many premier pass rushers. Miles Garrett is at the top of his game right now. How in the blue H-E-L-L do you stop a force of nature, a freak like Miles Garrett if you're Teron Armstead or Brandon Shell, who Brandon shell has been playing phenomenal.
0: Yeah. Um, and then sometimes he moves in down over the guard in uh, certain situations. Mm. Um, but uh, the first thing is to recognize, try to recognize where he is. And if he's to the right or to the left, if you can slide your protection toward uh, a guy like that, because he kind of puts me in the mind of, like, a Julius Peppers, a Javon He's kind of one of those freakish guys that, you know, he check all the boxes, plus he runs – he's probably faster than most linebackers, mm. but, you know, he's 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and just chiseled up, just that. So, um, and I, I remember he was at AM when he played there, That he's just – he's one of those freak of nature type players, but he's also the type of player that if you let him get going – uh, he can disrupt the offense and, and and make one of those big time momentum swing players with a sack force fumble. He has that type of capability. So um, definitely knowing where he is, um, a ton of film study, uh, seeing if you can pick up anything that he gives away when he's going to do a certain type of move, whether he's, you know, slanting down hard inside or, or, or whatever. You got it's not only just on the field, but you gotta mentally be prepared to play this game. And um I'm I'm concerned, but I'm not really concerned because I mean, man, the way Coach McDaniel has been doing this play calling and setting up the the uh the offense. I mean, it happened so quick that I mean, some some defensive players just look lost. I mean, they think the ball's going over here and it goes here. And I saw that against Chicago, and I saw it again against D- – it was happening so fast that they couldn't adjust to the speed of it. So, um, And the good thing we're at home is different. We were in Cleveland, you know, real loud, and you couldn't hear the snap count in and this net. And they should be able to hear that. So um, I think like like ballgaming, like you said, the thing that kind of concerns me is being able to shut down that running game because if, if Cleveland gets that running game going – it eats up the clock, and you have a limited number of possessions, and that mm-hmm. could really slow our offense down. So, yeah, that's. I mean, he concerns me, but that running game does because yeah, they average one
1: hundred and sixty-four yeah. yards on the ground. Yeah,
0: yeah. They got Third some dogs pass. back there in the backfield, and they and they are physical. They they look like they look for contact. You know, yeah, you yeah, think, yeah. yeah, yeah they 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 any of it.
1: Yeah. And Miles Garrett, guys, he's number two in the NFL behind only Darius Smith. Um, he's tied with Matt Judon. The uh, sorry, he's number three. He's behind Zedari Smith and Judon. He has the third most pressures, but um, he has 41. Um, Jalen Phillips has 37. The big difference between him and him and Phillips is he's got seven and a half sacks. He's getting home right now. Yep. Um, so yeah, but I mean, you know, you talk about that. That I mean, guys, you know what's crazy? This is the number four and number five total offense. They are the number four total offense. They average about 385.8 yards per game. We're number five. We average 380.4 yards per game. We're the number two pass defense. Sorry, we're the number two pass offense. They're number three rushing offense. We're the number 10 scoring offense. And they're the number seven scoring offense. So, you know, we're at home, though.
0: We're at home.
2: So we should get the better version of our defense then. I'll pray the hard
1: rock sun. Yeah. The guys. Raw the sun god.
2: The guys ain't going to, you know, going out, wasting their energy, doing other things. They're home with their wives and kids. Well, if they're doing
1: it in another town, we all know what Miami's famous for. So if they're doing it in other towns, they best be doing it in Miami. At least they're gonna get the quality there that you're not getting. in control. Yeah, but you're at home, there, yeah, So more <laughs> Eyes that know you. You see know what I'm
2: saying? Like you can't really slide out. You know what I mean? And be incognito in your own city. You know what I mean?
1: Bro, throw mm-hmm. on a hat and some glasses. Roll. Ain't <laughs> <that> easy. Another yeah. <laughs> oh, time it is. Richmond is it easy.
0: I don't know what you're talking about, Was it either on the road or right I don't, at home, I
1: don't, at home I don't know it, what
0: you're talking about, bro?
1: <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> That's Chappelle's oh, game. <laughs> fifth. I plead the fifth. All right. Um, so, let's get to What are you guys' overall thoughts for this game? And give me your predictions. Ballgame, we'll start with you.
2: Thank God it's a home game. We'll get the best version of our defense, hopefully. Um, I still don't necessarily – statistics are one thing, but, you know, when they're on the field live with it, I just don't see a secondary or defense able to still match up with what we put on the field offensively. Um, I think this group is going to be um, quite bewildering to a lot of different teams in terms of how they're going to try to attack them and stop them. So, for that, I think it will be another – great showing by the offense just hoping that the defense you know what i'm saying can get a couple stops you know because mm-hmm. every stop we get i believe that's going to be a whole other um series of points for us on the board in some form or fashion because i don't think i know for a fact that there's really no the only people stopping us is ourselves so yeah, you know they, turn, they punt to us that's going to be a score every time mm-hmm. we can get them to punt to us we just keep running up the. I mean, running up the scoreboard. So, yeah. um, just can't like I said, you know, over again. Just can't let them get started in that run game because they're running. What's you the know, score? Start, oh, oh well, put up thirty-five, fourteen.
1: Snap, diggity. He don't think the run game is a big issue at all. Out of boy ball game, I love it. I think I'll get away
2: from it at some point. They got to get away from yeah, it. Yeah,
1: that's what you want to do. You want to force him yeah, to get away from them it. Force him out of it. Yeah. Force it in Jabroni Brisket's hands. Um, yeah. Richmond, Jabroni. your thoughts on the game. And let's get your opinion on this. Do you believe if Shell continues to play like he has been, he could get extended? So, thoughts on that, the Browns game, and your score?
0: Uh, I, I, I love the way Shell's playing. I, I definitely think. Um, you know, for a guy to come in not be a starter, come off the bench, and I watched him this last game. He played really – I mean, it was nice pockets this and that. Uh, He'll have his hands full this week, you know, if he faces, you know, Garrett or whatever. But uh, definitely somebody that I would look at um, giving giving an extension to. It now is the time – I mean, maybe after the season's time because I think you can really get him – rather than let him get a couple of years and then like, Oh, we got to really pay him. I think you can find him for a bargain if you go ahead and sign him. And and, uh, so, yeah, I I really like the way he's playing. He's definitely been a help. And especially without the injuries we had in the offensive line, he's been, he's been a huge uh, breath of fresh air. So I I, I like him. I have no problem with that. And then what was your other question too? I'm sorry.
1: What, What were your thoughts on the Browns dolphins game and then your prediction?
0: Yeah, my thoughts is uh, – um, uh, and I, I kind of – and I, I saw thinking about it once Ballgame said that, but I agree. If if we go out and strike early and often with the opportunities we present and even though they get the running game going, if we can kind of stop them where it gets to where it almost forces you to say, okay, we got to abandon the run and the way, if the offense goes out and click um, – my score prediction was 31-21 um, oh, uh, Dolphins. But um, I, I think the key is is being able to stop that and then for our offense to go and strike early and often. bad I think they'll have some success running, but I expect our defense to play better than they have the last couple of weeks. So I got the Dolphins winning 31-21.
1: Yeah, I think if you really, you know, like we talked about, if you force the game into Jacoby's hands, you know, that's what that's what you want to do with a team like yeah. this. Um, and, you know, he's been turning the ball over to – I think he already has five interceptions on the season, um, which, I mean, I think he has, what, seven passing touchdowns and five interceptions. So, um you know, he, he's not really and he's all what is he? I mean, he's not averaging anything crazy a game this it's season. That run
2: game, man. Carrying him.
1: Yeah, you know, just, just feeding off that, that run yeah. game. I they mean look look at it, guys. Look at this. Okay, so let's Who's go over top la- receiver. Uh Amari Cooper. Oh yeah. So over his over his last five games, he's had two games where he's thrown no touchdowns. And he's thrown three touchdowns to four interceptions. And they've mm-hmm. lost four of their last five. They beat Cincinnati like um, Ballgame had mentioned. But overall, Jacoby's just been like, you know, I mean, we saw, we know who he is. We saw it last year, and it ain't anything pretty. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I got to. There's a good question here. And I just want a yes or no. Just give me a yes or no. Uh-oh. Because you're gonna to need to depend on this guy on guys like this during the playoffs. Can Jason Sanders be trusted? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. ball game threw me for a loop. Richmond, I expected. Home. He picks us to win every week. At home. Ball, <laughs> <laughs> at home. Yeah, at home. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Let me rephrase. I don't trust that. him on the road. Okay. Do you trust him in the playoffs?
2: No. Not if we ain't on. The, not if we ain't at home.
1: Okay. 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 No. You trust him at home. I get it. Caveat yeah. All right. And I'm not gonna ask Richmond because I know what his answer is.
0: <laughs> I trust him.
1: Richmond would fall backwards. you get a trust fall with him. I'd be like, Ain't no way. Ain't no way, Jason. No ain't way. No way. Uh, <laughs> not me. No, Fool me no. once, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, always a pleasure boys always a blast when you do this um ladies and gentlemen i will be back on friday we'll do a deeper dive into the browns dolphins game we'll go over keys to victory the matchup to watch all of that jazz um and then on sunday we'll be live reacting to this game hopefully it's uh you know and then hopefully we're back here next week gentlemen and we're celebrating yet, you know. We're getting spoiled here. Every time Tua starts, we get spoiled with the with the victory show. So it's, it's always time, a good
2: Hey,
1: we I'm gonna tell you this from the we numbers Tua is putting up at the quarterback position to the winning we're getting. Ain't no fan base deserve this more than us. Maybe the line, except maybe the Lions fans. Yep. you know us and them deserve this the most. Let's be honest. All right, with it. So <laughs> I take it all. <laughs> I will take every single one. All right, guys, we will see y'all next week, right back here next Wednesday for the finish line. Until then, as always, stay happy, healthy, safe, and blessed. And you already know what time it is. Fins up all day, every day, even beyond the grave in which we'll lay.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.